You are listening to Lions Unchained. The podcast where the lion within you is unleashed and the truth will set you free. Join Carl Joseph right now for a life-changing word where no topic is off the table. Get ready to be unleashed into your destiny. Let me ask you this, friend. Do you think Jehovah's Witnesses are, in fact, Christians? Heck, you might even be a Jehovah's Witness listening to this broadcast right now. And if so, I would strongly urge you to consider what I'm about to say with an open heart, because, friend, your very soul depends on it. Now, before I answer the question of whether they are Christians or not, let me share some information with you concerning its founder, Charles Taze Russell. This gentleman was the founder of the Jehovah's Witness movement, and he lived from 1852 to 1916, passing away right in the middle of the First World War. Now, he was originally a Seventh-day Adventist, but he began to disagree with them on several doctrines, but especially that of atonement. Now, I'm not going to get into the ins and outs of this, but suffice to say, you could argue that the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses are merely a perversion of Seventh-day Adventism. And I will have a separate teaching on Seventh-day Adventism in the future, so stay tuned for that broadcast in the coming weeks. Because of the schisms Charles had, he went on to form his own magazine entitled The Watchtower and Herald of Christ's Presence. In 1884, he founded the Watchtower Track Society, and the organization became incorporated that same year. His most important work was Studies in the Scriptures, which was a seven-volume set. Now, some have described Charles as an extremely egotistical man who frankly made some absurd and bizarre claims about himself in his own writings. Some scholars have even claimed he compared himself to the Apostle Paul or Luther on occasion and allowed his followers to do so. What is striking is that this man had the audacity to say this, and I am quoting right now. If people had to make a choice between reading my books and reading the scriptures, they would do better to choose my books, unquote. Friends, with statements like that, our alarm bells should go off. The internal warning of the Holy Spirit should let you know something is not right. Russell was not a scholar nor learned in the Greek language as he claimed to be, under oath in court at Hamilton, Ontario in Canada in 1913, he declared in support of his claims to be a Greek expert, a scholar, that he knew Greek intimately. But he was handed a Greek New Testament and embarrassingly forced to admit that he didn't even know the Greek alphabet. Neither did he know Latin or Hebrew as he claimed he did. Russell was never a scholar in the accepted sense of the word. There have also been claims that Russell was a 33-degree Freemason and he even used Masonic symbolism in his published literature. But these claims cannot be substantiated. It's not surprising then to learn that many modern-day Jehovah's Witnesses tried to distance themselves from their founder. Some have labeled them Russellites, much to their disdain. Unfortunately, there has been a tendency toward the trait of domination within the Watchtower, as several people who left the organization claim that it is authoritarian and theocratic in the way it is run. This was further implemented by Joseph Franklin Rutherford, the second president, circa 1917, who apparently ran the organization with unquestioned authority. If you were to oppose him in any way, you were ousted immediately. Rutherford also scathingly denounced all other religions and generated a demeanor of hostility toward Christian churches and organizations of the time, which has existed ever since. 
Following him was Nathan Homer Knorr, who was far less a conspicuous of a character than his two predecessors. And he changed the image of the movement into a more palatable form by minimizing or ignoring the writings of both Russell and Rutherford. There has, in fact, been a history of hostility toward Christian churches even to this day and has landed the Jehovah's Witnesses in some trouble down the years. Now, there have been six presidents of the Watchtower organization since its inception, with the current being Don Alden Adams since the year 2000. Jehovah's Witnesses train their people in kingdom halls and have a missionary school out of New York State. I sincerely believe that, unfortunately, the creed taught by the Watchtower organization is simply another form of corrupting the pure gospel and making it into something else, as you shall see shortly for yourself. Now, here are some striking facts that I will list about the Jehovah's Witness movement and specifically their doctrinal beliefs. Number one, Jehovah's Witnesses deny conscious punishment and argue instead for painless extinction. But the Bible simply does not teach this. They deny a literal hell and choose to believe in annihilationism or the full destruction of man. We know clearly from the scriptures, however, that hell is a place of eternal torment, originally created for the devil and demon forces, but man chose to go there because of his rejection of Christ as Lord and Savior. This is clear in the Bible, in scriptures like Matthew 8, verses 11 through 12, Matthew 13, 42, Matthew 22, 13, Luke 13, verses 24 through 28, Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31, and finally, Revelation chapter 14, verses 9 through 11. Number two, they have their own translation of the Bible known as the New World Translation, but curiously, its producers are anonymous, and there's no way of knowing the credentials of the translators. How convenient. We simply are unable to track down the producers and the authors of their text, which then begs the question, what exactly are they hiding? Number three, they deny the deity of Jesus Christ and even the Holy Spirit in their translations. In fact, they distort the pronouns, calling him an it, which, or that, but never as co-equal or a person or a part of the Godhead. Number four, they deny Christ's bodily resurrection and second coming. In fact, they deny the Trinity altogether and even claim that Satan was the originator of it. Number five, they assert that Christ isn't the Son of God, but he's merely an incarnation and was previously known as the Archangel Michael, the captain of Jehovah's hosts. Number six, they surmise, that is the Watchtower Society, to be the only source of truth on earth today, and your soul will be destroyed if you refuse their organization, and its followers are all prophets of God, and the governing body is directed by angels from God. Number seven, they also believe that to salute the flag is an act of idolatry. Number eight, since 1945, they don't believe in taking any kind of blood transfusion, even at the point of death. Number nine, participation in any civic holidays, like Mother's Day or birthdays, brings condemnation from God. They also claim that Christ's second coming to the earth has actually already taken place. Apparently, it happened in three stages. Firstly, in 1874, Christ came to the upper air and later caught the apostles and dead members of the 144,000 who will become immortal. Then, in 1914, Christ ended the times of the Gentiles and began to reign. And then finally, in 1918, at the close of the First World War, Christ came to the spiritual temple and began the judgment of the nations. 
Friend, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that if Christ has already set up his kingdom on this earth, then frankly, he's not doing a very good job. Heck, no, no, no. Jesus has not come back yet, clearly. If he had, we would know all about it. The church of Jesus Christ would be raptured. It would be absent from the earth. And then he, Jesus, would rule the nations in the thousand-year millennial reign, and the whole world would know about it. And finally, they believe in a work system of salvation, also known as auto-salvation, and even go as far as to say that anyone who dies gets a second chance to receive Jehovah during the millennial reign. Friend, these are perversions of Scripture. If you've ever read your Bible, you know categorically and obviously these teachings are erroneous to say the least. They choose to deliberately distort or twist almost every significant biblical truth. But for me, the rubber meets the road in their hermeneutic of John's gospel. They render John chapter 1 verse 1 as follows. And I'm going to read from their New World Translation right now. I quote, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. Did you catch that, my friend? It says was a God, not was God. The implication or inference here, of course, is that we are all gods, little g, and that Jesus was a God, but not the God or the Son of God. This, my friend, is a flagrant lie, and it's the same lie posed by the serpent to Eve in the Garden of Eden, that we can become gods and have no need of a Savior or Redeemer. All cults have this in common, my friend. They seek godhood without a redeemer. I will say it again. All cults have this in common. They seek godhood without a redeemer. There is no repentance, but another farcical means to get to heaven by either works or special knowledge. And unfortunately, the Jehovah's Witnesses are no exception. Now, they call themselves Jehovah's Witnesses because, according to their translation, the term Jehovah is the only true name for God. Yet we know that Jehovah is not contained in the New Testament manuscripts as God's true name. The term Jehovah is a play of the current form of uh, God in the Old Testament, or the term for God in the Old Testament. This is known as the Tetragrammaton, and it is pronounced yud heh vav heh or at least that's my best effort. Friend, if you don't know what's written in your Bible, you will be easy prey for the visitors at your door who come in white shirts and black pants with much zeal, but little knowledge of God's holy word. We need to read the Bible in context and understand that these people, unfortunately, within their organization, as with all cults, are blinded in their minds by Satan to the true gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. The trouble with all cults is that they don't know that they are deceived. This is the beguiling aspect of deception. One simply does not know when one is deceived until you are confronted with the truth. And right now, friend, I'm confronting you with the truth. If you are in this organization, you need to seek out the truth for yourself. I've provided you a brief history of your organization or what your leaders truly believe. Perhaps you have a friend who is a Jehovah's Witness, and they are really nice people, but you feel drawn to share some of the truths with them. I would pray that you would have the courage and temerity to lovingly confront your friend or family member about their beliefs and share the truth with them from God's holy word. Whenever anyone hears the truth, we have two options. 
we can carry on as usual or ask some questions for ourselves and come to the realization that maybe, just maybe, my mom or dad or family are into something that they themselves have not fully researched. Friend, we don't have priests of old where we had to go to the priest and then they had to tell us what the Word of God said. We have been presented with the Word of God for ourselves. Our only intercessor and redeemer is Christ Jesus. We have no intercessor on the earth. He is in heaven. We don't need to go to the priest for a translation of what God's word says. Would you place your faith in an organization like the Watchtower that has falsely predicted the return of the Messiah on numerous occasions and instead of repenting continues to set false dates over and over again? Friend, the Holy Spirit would not lead men to attempt date setting or at least get those dates wrong. It simply just doesn't add up. We need to think on some of the things that have been said in this organization objectively and not carry on blindly with the traditions of men. It's imperative that we love people and confront them with the truth. It is not loving to just carry on as you are and not confront your friend who's in this organization. Every man or woman is accountable for the truth that is revealed to them. And after listening to this broadcast today, you are no longer innocent because you have heard the truth. It's time to seek the Lord Jesus for yourself. I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email whether you agree or disagree with this message. It's entirely up to you. I'd love to hear from you either way. You can click on articles on our website. There is much information I want to share with you, friend. I also wish to thank Dr. Kenneth Boer for granting me permission to use some of his material in this segment today. Until tomorrow, good night, God bless, and remember to spread the good news. You have been listening to Carl Joseph in the Lions Unchained podcast. Every week, new episodes are uploaded. So stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out our website at carljosephministries.com for exciting articles and discussion points. See you next week. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button.